welcome to another episode of In The Loop Breakaway Roping Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Joe Fabrizio, and we're pretty excited about this next series. We are going to do 15 days of NFR breakaway roping. We are going to interview some of the top 15 breakaway ropers, as well as a couple of people behind the scenes. So thank you for listening to our podcast. Take a listen. Okay, guys, today we are here with Taylor Hanshi. Taylor is coming in number 15th position to the 2021 National Finals Breakaway Roping. So, Taylor, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, talk to me a bit, a little bit about your 2021 season. I know there at the end it was a little bit mind-wracking, so tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, um, when, I, when I started, I, was, um, I, I didn't buy my card until May. I think um, I went down to Mercedes and that was, that was my first pro rodeo to enter in the breakaway. And um, I actually got a little money out of both the breakaway and the barrels there. So of course, then I, I've got the fever at that point. Cause I went to my first rodeo and I want some money. So um, I went there and then from there, I just kind of entered leisurely, I guess would be the correct uh, way to say it. And then, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't go much is, is kind of what I'm getting at, but, um, I decided before the summer that I would go on like a little two week trip over the fourth. Cause I knew, um, some good rodeos were happening and I figured I could make kind of a big circle and come home and only be gone, uh, two weeks. And so I decided to do that. Uh, Tasty Webb and I did that. And then I came home after that. And then Cheyenne, uh, Guillory wanted to go to a few rodeos and Tacey wanted to go a little bit too. So we went, um, for like two weeks at that point. And, um, Tacey came home because she had to go to work and Cheyenne was kind of on the bubble and I didn't want to leave Cheyenne hanging. And so I kind of stayed out there longer than I planned or anticipated, but, um, I was winning a little bit here and there. So that was definitely a little bit of an incentive to stay. And so I ended up staying out there for, I think, like a month before I came home. So um, I wasn't packed to be gone a month, but I managed to just rewear clothes and, and do a lot of laundry. But um, then I came home and then Salinas and Stephenville and all those happened and it just kind of ended up working out. So you talk a little bit about having the fever. Um, for those that you don't know, you've made the final several times in the barrel racing um, you held the world record in the barrels for, for quite some time, fastest time on bow and you talk about the fever. So is that something that ever goes away or was that something you just like tried to like kindle the fire a little bit and then poof, it just blew back up when you started roping again? Yeah, I, I can say that I didn't realize I missed being competitive as much as I realized it after I was competitive again, if that makes sense. Like, I guess I was just, just like, you know what? I don't, I don't have the right barrel horse to, to be at the elite pro level. And I, I wasn't roping as much. And so I, there was nothing that I was like, I, I was working and I think I like, I'm competitive in almost anything I do. So I was, I wanted to, you know, do as much as I could make as much money as I could, you know, be competitive in, in that um, aspect, but I didn't, compete you know barrel racing or rope and you know you have that moment when you're like all right well I'm about to nod or I'm about to take off in the alleyway where you're like let's do this you know and I'm I after I did it and I wasn't 
I wasn't winning at first, so it wasn't as much fun. But once I started winning it, you know, I was like, man, I miss being competitive. I miss winning, you know, and, and as much as you miss winning, losing goes along with it. So I missed, I missed all the, the highs and the lows. One, and I think that's so cool. And that's, that's not very much you hear people talk about. They, they talk about their winning, but they don't talk about their losing. And this year is something I learned for sure that losing is a bigger part of it sometimes than winning and figuring out how to, how to keep fighting through that. So, um, that's something that definitely comes along with it. You know, um, Cheyenne expects to win every time. And I talk to her about it a lot. I'm like, look, you're, you're not going to win every time you know it's just Shane puts it to me in in baseball terms you know if if a guy goes up and gets on base half the time he's doing it you know and he said so if you go and you win half the time take that approach you know if you win half the time you nod your head you're you're doing badass you know like just back off the expectations because when you expect to win every time and you don't you're let down a lot and mentally that's hard yeah, no, certainly. And I remember, I think, I think we were at Walla Walla. So it was kind of towards the end of the year, but I think you were still kind of ta- trying to talk yourself out of being a competitor a little bit. And I was sitting on the back of the shoot with you and Shane and he said, yeah, she doesn't know it yet, but she's all in. And uh, <laughs> I just, I thought that was a pretty cool moment. And you were like, Oh, you know, still trying to be humble about it. And he's like, yeah, she's all in. So I thought that was kind of cool. Though I I go up and down all the time. I'm like, and even trying to make it this year, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna be in the top 40 or top 30 so I can get into the buildings. And Shane's like, okay, but you can make it. And I'm like, yeah, but I'll just get in the top 30. Like that seemed like a reasonable goal to me. Like, and I didn't want to have these like shoot for the moon expectations and then be let down. And so a, a long time I was just like, I'm going to just be in the top 30. And then even at Salinas, like before <laughs> Salinas, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be in the top 30. And then it just kind of happened. So, yeah. 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 That's awesome. So as, as a breakaway roper and, you know, I know you've, you've experienced, you know, we talked a little bit this year, how you said, you know, I didn't even know where the shoots were at some of these places. Cause I came from the other end. So what was one of your favorite rodeos this year? I would say um, Coeur d'Alene or Salinas were, were two of my favorites. Um, I love the, the towns and, and both towns. Um, I tend to want to be a little bit of a tourist. You know, we go so many places and just go to the rodeos. And so when it, we get to go to cool places and like little destinations, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't do any good at Coeur d'Alene. So I'm, that's not why that's probably why it's not my absolute favorite. Um, but, but they Salinas, do have amazing peaches there. Yeah, uh, that's Salinas. Well, they had them at Coeur d'Alene too. They, they were like did. fresh. Oh, oh, they were that, so good. Right. And right. they the made breakfast. us breakfast. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the beach and I conned Shane and Cheyenne to go in, uh, down and eating on the on the water. So, yeah, it, it was I, I do really like Coeur d'Alene. But then probably as far as all time favorite this year is probably Salinas just because I was able to do good enough to get in the top 15 and again the beach the food so well that's what Cheyenne and I talked about that a little bit and I now told her this memory you know when we were on the beach and, and eating the fish and stuff and you said you know rodeo got us here and and that's probably a memory I'll never forget because that you know it really hit me at that time in that perspective 
it did, you know, we're able to do this because of rodeo. And, uh, it was just a really cool memory that, um, I'll always hold. Yeah. It, you know, it really, every place you go, you're like, I'm, I'm in whether it's a destination location or whether it's just some, you know, run of the mill in the mountains somewhere or in a prairie, you know, every time you're like, you know what, I would not be right here without rodeo and without these horses and all that. So I think that that does, it's, it's a little bit humbling. You're like, holy moly, a four-legged animal and my rope got me right here. Yeah. I remember, I, I haven't read the book, but they say that, that Fred Whitfield talks about how he literally made a living with a rope in his hand, in his book. And, you know, you think about that, if you really break it down, like it's pretty surreal that we have the opportunity to do that each and every day. It's, it's a, it's a great job and it's a bad job when you're not winning. So but but it's fun honestly it's fun you know it's fun when you win and it's then fun when they you're not said. Winning, yeah yeah when you're not winning it's not fun but you just keep going so you can have fun again so <laughs> next time i'm gonna say i'm gonna keep going so that i can have fun so, again yes oh man so talk a little bit about your traveling partners um do you have any cool stories or anything you'd like to share about them um, I honestly didn't know either Cheyenne or Tacey that well. And I, as a barrel racer, I had one horrific trip. Um, and after that, I decided to be very, very picky about who I went with. And so, um, Tacey and I were actually at an amateur in West, um, and she said, are you, are you going to go to any pro rodeos? And I said, ah, you know, I don't know, maybe. And I mean, I had talked to Tacey like, Hey, how are you? But like never had lunch with her. Never, never, never anything other than, Hey, how's it going? Good run. You know? Um, and she said, yeah, I think I'm gonna go. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I said, we, and I, I said, we should go together. And I get in the truck and I'm like, Shane, I think I might've just messed up. I don't know this girl. I don't, I don't know anything about her. You know, what if she's, evil you know and (laughs) he's like I think you'll be fine you know he's like I don't know her but she seems really sweet and I'm like okay you know and so I would like I asked people I'm like y'all know do y'all know Tacey like what what is she like you know because I was just the unknown and being basically trapped with somebody in a vehicle or a trailer while one of you is winning and one of y'all is losing or vice versa is not a pleasant experience if you don't get along with that person. And so, um, we, I, you know, we talked a little bit on the phone about how to enter and what we were going to do. And then we just got in the rig together and started rodeoing. And thankfully I like her a lot. She is very sweet and we managed to get along when we were winning and losing and it was great. So, you know, I don't, honestly, I think if I'd have been miserable with Tasty, I would have kept going, you know, there's nothing worse than being, being miserable and trying to rope for a living with the highs and lows, you know? So, um, Tasty was great. And then I got in with, uh, so Cheyenne dates Cody and Cody and Shane are are best friends. So I knew Cheyenne kind of through them, but I didn't know Cheyenne. And, um, when she was looking for somebody to go with, you know, I thought, well, you know, I kind of, I would kind of like to go a little bit more. And so we ended up going together and, and she's intense and she's super competitive and it's good for me because I am competitive, but I am not 
nearly as competitive as as Cheyenne is. So she kind of kicks me in the butt sometimes and um, kind of makes me man up and you know be aggressive when I'm just wanting to just kind of go oh you know I'm gonna I'm gonna rope this calf and then she's like no you're gonna <laughs> rope the calf and I'm like my eyes get big I'm half scared of her I'm like all right I'm gonna rope I'm gonna rope this calf <laughs> yeah, <I promise>. yeah. <laughs> yeah so um it was both of them they were great and thankfully I I don't have any horror stories from from this year we're good yeah. So transitioning a little bit to the NFR, um, you know, I, I think you probably have, we well, know you have so much experience and then Thomas and Mac, obviously this is a different venue at the Orleans. Um, do you have a game plan or strategy you're going about, or are you, are you roping with Shane any getting ready with him or, or how are you guys, how are you going to go about it? Well, um, for, first of all, Shane told me that I needed to like reel in my expectations of like the overall, like, um, energy and experience. He's like, it's just, I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to be like the Thomas and Mac. And I'm like, okay, well, do I get to pick my song? You know, like, cause at the <laughs> Thomas and Mac, <laughs> at the Thomas and Mac, you get to pick your song. And he's like, I, I don't think so. And I'm like, well, I'm going to pick out my song just in case. It, so I have it ready. In case, in case I think they that ask would me. be a good additive. We didn't get to do that last year, but I, I don't think that would be a bad thing. Yes. Like every, you know, like how like the, the like badasses have like that when their song comes on, you know who it is. You yeah. know, you don't even have to look at the box. And so I, I don't know. I just assumed that we would get to pick our song. And so she was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And I'm like, all right. Well. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm, I, I, I do have my song picked out. So what is in your case. song in case the announcers listen to this and want to know what song oh, would you like them to play? A whole lot of money. Oh, like, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that, that was our, when Shane and I first talked about it, because it took a while for me to go. I went from, holy moly, I'm at the NFR. Like, I, I, like literally I would every, every once in a while, just mid day, I'd be like, I can't believe I made it NFR. And he's like, okay, you need to get over that. Yes, you you made it. And it, it you, you know, that's great. But you need to get over like, oh my gosh, I just made it. And I'm like, okay, I'll try, you know. And so now I'm like, all right, I, I made the NFR. You know, it wasn't a, a fluke, you know. And we talked about reeling my expectations in. And then I said, okay, but what's my what's my game plan going to be? And he, he, the payout just came out the other day. And so I was looking at it with him and I said, okay, so what's the game plan now that we know the payout? And he's like, well, I don't think like just laying up and going for the average is really in your DNA. And I'm like, you're right. I don't, I, that, that's, that's definitely, you know, um, not something that I'm, I'm great at. And, and I blame that on Bo because I knew I was not, an average contender running barrels on him because I was going to hit barrels. And so I tell Shane, Mr. Average consistent that like, if you win every round, you win the average. And he's like, okay, but if you win second or third, every time you also probably win the average. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take my approach. You can take your approach and we'll, and see. we'll see who goes better. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, um, realistically being so since I'm 15th, I'll be first out um, in the first round. And so I, and this is so typical me. I'm like, so what am I going to see? And he's like, what we are, we are like a month away from you running that calf and you're wanting to know what, what to see right now. 
And I'm like, well, technically I'm next. Like I'm up. <laughs> and he's like, I will, we'll figure it out a little closer to time. And I'm like, all right. Okay. But my plan is Fine. to, to get the barrier every time. And if I miss the barrier, don't, not to panic. So I think that, that that's so cool. Like, you know, what am I going to see? It's up. Not just that. I think that's how a lot of girls think. And I get the same reactions from Raymond consistently that you get from Shane. Like what, you know, like they don't even understand the way we think. So I have really tried to grow as a competitor thinking more like a man, but it's a challenge because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm like, okay, so what's the plan? What are we going to see? Where are we going to go? <laughs> I am ready. And he's like, okay, yeah, it's uh, 30 some days away. So already. Yeah. I, th- that's the other thing that Shane said is like, I'm wanting, I'm wanting to like run like 20 a day. And he's like, why? You, you, why? And I'm like, because I need to be ready. And he's like, okay. But Cheyenne Hillary's coming out in you. That voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um okay he's like just simmer down we'll start amping it up as we get closer he said trust me from experience there was one year when I practiced practice 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 and I peaked at home and then then when I got out there I didn't do as good and I'm like okay and at that point I'm like you know what you you probably know more than me on so okay and so we've been trying to more so um practice with a, a purpose and an intent um, than just simply running them. Well, and I think, you know, that's so cool just to hear your perspective, his perspective too, because he has had 12 years experience making the NFR in, in the cap open, you know, with the average and all that stuff. And so even though you, you have the same, not that maybe the same years, but I don't really think it's any different because you've lived it too. And you've been there with him most of the time. And so even though maybe you weren't competing the the few years that you didn't make it in the in the barrel race, you still lived it with him. Like even though he was the one running the cap, like you were the one there mentally having to deal with it, not being mm-hmm. there. So um, I, I said that the other day that like the the other halves of the competitors, I mean they they should get something at the end of the ten days too because riding the the wave the roller coaster of emotions that you experience over those ten days is hard because really what I tried to do, I tried to be the constant, you know, like whether it went good or whether it went bad, it was the, you know, you got the same kind of reaction or whatever from me, you know, I didn't, right. I didn't want the the wins to, to, to get too high and, and the lows to get too low. It's just, you know, so it, it's an interesting side to be on when you're simply there to, to, to be a supportive, you know, role. And it's hard. I must say it's probably harder being a supportive role because you, all you can do is support, 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 but really you have no control over how it goes on the end of the, at the end of the day, you know? And so that's, it's hard, you know, um, there will be a few nights that I don't get to go watch Shane at the rodeo. And you know, I'm, I'm a little upset about it just because I mean, these 10 days are our livelihood, you know? And so to, to not be able to be there, not that I'm going to do anything or help anything, but not to be able to be there and be in that moment and, and experience it right there firsthand kind of, it, it stinks, you know? I mean, there's a lot of times that I'm not with him and, and I'm good with it, but I wish, you know, we wouldn't be able to watch each other then, you know, or be there for each other the entire time. Well, that was my next question. You know, I know, 
a lot of the times he is in there with you in the box and, and not that you can't manage when he's not, but like you said, this is your livelihood and, and vice versa for him too. So how are you, I mean, have you, have you thought about how you're going to manage that and, and be there for each other, but still compete? You know, um, I think the only, because there, there's so many ropens out there um, that we're going to go to while we're out there. I think the only ropens that he's going to actually be at are going to be um, the NFR breakaway and all the other ropens. It'll um, just probably be me and Cheyenne and, and Cody, but just because he, he has other um, other things that he needs to do and obligations that he needs to meet. And, and I understand that. Like, I don't expect him to be at every one of them. And I would like to think that I can manage without him too, you know, um, but he will be at the, at the NFR. Well, not that you can't manage without him, but that he can't manage without you. I mean, let's be real here. Yeah. You know, I, there's a lot of times <laughs> when I, when I myself go, I don't know how he managed before I feel like I did everything <laughs> for him. Like who, who did all these things is my question. And I'll ask him, I'm like, who did this before, before me? And he was like, I don't know, just somebody. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, you sh- should have told them, thank you. So thank them now for what they did then. And second of all, like, can you not do some of this on your own? Like, why am I doing it? I have that. That's what the roles as far as practicing have definitely changed because it, you know, it, years past it he's been the one practicing and i'm opening the shoots and i'm making mm-hmm. sure the horses are ready and warming them up and unsaddling and it's all about him and now i'm like okay you who mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> now i'm like i'm like okay which which horse am i riding today because when i ride him you don't get to ride him so we're like <laughs> literally been been taking turns on who gets to ride what horse what day we alternate that's funny yeah so what horse are you gonna ride at the finals i'm gonna ride uh pam pam which is, he, she's now mine. She used to be Shane's, but he was also uh, in the he, vows that he transitioned her to you. Well, the other day he, I said something about your mare and he was like, that's not my mare. That's your mare. And I said, well, well what? Okay. Let's write it down. Well, let's get that in writing. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so I'll have her out there. Good. And that's the horse you rode all year long. Uh, I also rode seven, uh, another one of his, and I'll take seven out there as well. Um, We'll, we'll take Pam and seven. And then I just figured if I needed to get off of Pam or if there was, if I was out of the average or for some reason, if I needed something else to ride, I've rode seven at, I honestly probably rode her, uh, rode, rode him at like probably 30 or 40% of the rodeos just because all the rodeos in Texas that I went to, I rode him every time. Um, so he'll go out there with us and he's a good horse for Shane. Shane and I both rope on him. So he'll be good for both of us to have out there just in case. Well, that'll be good. I have one last question. If you could go, you know, this year and do anything differently to carry into next year, what would that be and why? To carry into next year? Mm -hmm. Like if you could do anything different about this year, what would it be? Not miss. Hallelujah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, not miss, but then probably um I think as as I got a little bit more um seasoned to the rodeos, I learned to like not back off the barrier, you know, like I think I got I think my scoring got better as as the year went on. Um and really when you score better, it's it's easier to win. And so probably my my I would probably try to keep getting better at scoring yeah I think that was a big 
especially coming from Texas and as much as we wrote behind the fast starts for me too, that was a big transition was the scoring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and to be honest, like I I felt like I got pretty, pretty good at it um, out there where you had to see a little bit. And then now coming back down here again, you know, and I'm assuming it's going to be pretty fast at the NFR too. Like I, I, that's where, where Cheyenne has to psych me up. Like I'm like, she's like, go behind your nod. And I'm like, but behind my nod, like what, what if the calf doesn't leave? And she's like, behind your nod. And like, I'll literally be back there, like practicing, like nodding and then putting my hand down because that's hard for me to do. And so she'll be back there, like getting in my face and and telling me how to do it. And I'm like, all right, but I need that because I'm not very good at it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but what I've decided is, okay, I can either go behind my nod and get out great or break the barrier, but either way I have a chance to win or not, or I can see the calf further than I need to and be late and not have a chance at all. Yeah. So, and it's the same. I mean, a three is the same as a no time almost sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Taylor, I really enjoyed talking to you today. I'm rooting you on at the finals this year. Good luck. And we'll see you out there. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway podcast. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to me, feel free to email me at jordan at com. We appreciate you listening to us and we'll see you down the road.